podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wiltsey, doing a solo pod tonight. Um, I believe Keon and Lucas will record a Dia Después podcast tomorrow, maybe be able to go a little bit more in depth on the game. I'll just give you a quick hitter um, to recap recap this game. It was a fun one. It was a weird one. We won 5-3. Um, some great goals, some players coming into form, i.e. Fede Valverde and Vinicius Jr., but also just some terrible, atrocious, awful defending um, and just awful goalkeeping from Andre Lunin on his 24th birthday. I thought a couple of the goals he definitely should have saved. Um, but yeah, this one ended 5-3, 8 goals, the most ever in a Club World Cup final. And um, let's recap this. So first half, I think... First 20 to 30 minutes of this game was almost a training exercise for Madrid. They were moving the ball around quickly. Ahalio could get nowhere near them. Um, we were pressing well, winning the ball high up the pitch, moving it well. Tony Cruz was constantly playing that long diagonal uh, weak side ball to Carvajal and Fede Valverde with with a lot of ease. And I thought overall we we looked great. Like this was easy. We scored two early goals. So uh, Vinicius gets the first one on the thirteenth minute after some good combination from um, he and Kareem Benzema as well as Fede Valverde. Fede did a nice job of not really sticking wide onto the right wing. He came in quite a bit and made that a midfield four, central four, and just let Carvajal occupy the right wing. And so Fede was a part of that triangle combination in the middle of the field zone 14 and Benzema plays Vinicius through and he slots it home um, I thought the Al-Halil goalkeeper um, Al-Mayouf I think that's how you say his name I thought he could have done much better on that goal um, Vinny took it quickly though and managed to get it through his legs and so that was the first goal 13 minutes in and then just five minutes later Fede Valverde scores his 10th goal of the season. Yes, that's right. The 10th goal, the illustrious 10th goal that we've been waiting for, that Carlo Ancelotti has been waiting for, as he now gets to keep his coaching card. As everyone will recall from the start of the season, he had that famous quote saying, I'll rip up my coaching card and I'll retire if Fede Valverde doesn't score 10 goals with the shot he has. And so um, Fede has reached that milestone. Not only did he reach 10 goals today, but he reached 11 he did have a brace. Um, the first goal, again, a nice a nice volley. But again, I thought the Al-Halil goalkeeper probably could have done a little bit better there. Um, and from that point forward, it was pretty comfortable for Madrid until Musa Mariga, uh, the big man up top for Al-Halil, managed to get on the end of a counterattacking opportunity. He threw. He stays onside. Rudiger kept him onside. And uh, he threw 1v1 with Andre Lunin. And his shot his shot wasn't great. I thought Andre Lunin should have done better to actually save the shot. It went right under him. And Marega gets the goal 2-1 around the 30th minute. And it's game on again. And for the rest of that second half, Al-Halil started getting on the ball. Started dominating possession. Madrid looking a little bit slow. It was, it was strange. Um, it was a strange way to end the half after so much domination. Um, and the second half, the first five minutes kind of started the same way. Al-Halil had a lot of the ball. It looked like they were they were going to make a game of this. And it wasn't going to be a training exercise for Madrid. But sure enough, 
Um, Kareem Benzema gets on the score score sheet in the 54th minute after a beautiful outside the boot cross from Vinicius Jr. He had two goals and one assist in this game. Really came alive. Was the golden ball winner for the tournament and for the match. And um, yeah, it was it was a la Modric from Vinicius Jr. We've seen him do that before, though, with the outside of the boot cross. Uh, came off perfectly. And Kareem Benzema, one-time finish into the roof of the net. Uh, Big Benz comes back from injury with a goal and an assist in just about an hour worth of playing time. So good to see that from him. There was a little bit of rust from Benzema. I will say that. It's still... We've, I feel like we've been saying it for a while, but there was still some rust. And... He had a great opportunity, which was created by Fede Valverde. The Uruguayan will be disappointed not to get a, at least one assist in this game. Uh, Fede kind of put it on a plate for Benzema inside the six-yard box in the first half, and the Frenchman scuffed his shot. So um, although he has some good numbers in this game, I still think there's more to come from Benzema, and hopefully uh, the goals keep coming for him. He just works right back into the form. Uh, and, and the goals came thick and fast, so... I'm just going to keep working through them. Fede Valverde then scored his second, his brace for this game, uh, and four minutes later. So it was 4-1 at the 58th minute. Danny Carvajal got the assist with a nice lead pass inside the box, and then Fede Valverde just smacked it first time uh, to make it 4-1. Um, around the hour mark is when Benzema came off for Rodrigo, and Chuameni came off hobbling. Uh, injury. I hope it's not too bad. At first, it looked it looked really serious. At first, I was worried. Oh my God, is this a, an ACL tear or something? Because he was holding his knee, but it, he was able to walk off. And I think it looks like it's probably just a, a physical knock. So Danny Ceballos came in, and uh, shortly thereafter, La Liga journeyman Luciano Vieto, the Argentine, he played for Atletico Madrid, Villarreal, Sevilla. He bounced around quite a bit as a youngster. He was called the uh, the new Cunaguero when he came over to Atletico Madrid. But really, his career didn't pan out. I was actually surprised to see him be a part of the Al-Halil team. I didn't know where he ventured off to now, but this is where he ended up. And he actually played well in this game. Uh, he scored two goals. and this uh, In the 63rd minute, he scored the second for Al-Halil to make it 4-2. And shortly thereafter, though, Vinicius Jr., Grabs the brace, makes it 5-2. It was actually a really, really good play from Dani Ceballos, who once again, no matter where, whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench, he just brings energy. He makes things happen. He's lively on the ball. And uh, it looked like Dani Ceballos was going to score that goal. He did some really nice footwork inside the box, beat a couple men, was was about to turn his hips to shoot, and Vinicius just took it right off his foot. Um to, to curl it to the back post, which, hey, Danny Ceballos gets an assist. He'll take that. We're 5-2 up. He he celebrated it in typical Danny Ceballos fashion. Like, it was his own. It was his goal. Um, and so you love to see that. He's got a great attitude. We continue to push for him to sign a renewal. Like, what type, he's the type of guy you need in the squad. If he makes an impact, any type of game he's played, let's, let's collect his last 10 games. I would say the only so-so game was the Mallorca game where... Not only did Ceballos not make a huge impression, but nobody did. Uh, it was just an overall poor performance, and I do not think I think he was far he was far from being the worst on that field. So, um, all in all, I mean, you look at Danny Ceballos' body of work over the last twelve months or so. You think back to those Champions League cameo appearances as well, his game against Osasuna in La Liga at the end of the season. Like he's he's done more than enough 
to earn a renewal. I know we've talked about it before, but he just continues to to play well when he makes these cameos. And so definitely a useful guy off the bench and uh, hope to see him get even more minutes in his role continue this way because he deserves it. Um, from there, Luciano Vietto got another goal, 5-3. That would be the final scoreline of the game, despite uh, Ahalil nearly making it 5-4 almost immediately after Jesus Vallejo comes on. And uh, Vallejo gets chopped up a couple times on the playing at right back. And uh, Ahalil cross it, and really, Marega should have scored the fourth and made it 5-4. Um, Luden again had a nightmare. His positioning was kind of all over the place and just wasn't a great game from him. So all in all though, a solid, solid performance. I think you see, see guys starting to click into gear, particularly that front three, um, and particularly Fede Valverde and Vinicius Jr. I think this tournament has been huge for their confidence and for their form heading into the remainder of the season. It looks like Fede Valverde is on the up and up. His wife actually came out during the game, tweeted during the game um, that they had suspected that they had lost a baby, um, that she was pregnant and they had lost the baby this past month. And um, I know there were reports of some personal issues going on in Fede Valverde's life that could have been corresponding to his poor on-field performances. But um, fortunately, she came out and said that the baby is healthy and that they got surprising news and it was great news. And so they'll be moving forward. And Fede Valverde did the baby celebration, sucking his thumb um, on both goals today. And it was really positive news. And it's almost as if that, that news lifted him up, the positive. It's almost a direct correlation between hey, what's going on? Some serious news in your personal life affecting what's going on on your on the pitch. And so really happy for Fede. Hope he continues to make that right wing his own. He continues to, to play that position well. I think it was interesting in the lead up to the semifinal game where he said, you know what? I actually, I know I say I like to play a lot in the middle, but I scored almost all my goals and made a lot of assists from that right wing position and I had fun there and I think I played some of my best games there so I'm I'm happy to play in that position and sure enough he's he's playing really well in that spot again and um I fully expect this lineup that went out there today probably with the um change of Eder Militao for Rudiger um Mendy for Kamavinga and Courtois for Lunin I think that's what Carlo's going to go to for the big games. I think this is his lineup. And I think the reason why he chose this lineup for this final, despite guys like Ceballos, Rodrigo, Nacho, probably deserving to start. Um, I think he's looking to get this lineup as many reps as possible heading into the Champions League soon here shortly, heading into the kind of meaty part of the season. I think he wants to get that that team some rhythm and get that lineup um, confidence and players into play them into form, which which happened tonight with Valverde and Vinicius Jr. So, um, lots of positives. I'm sure Keon, like I said, Keon and Lucas will break this down further. Keep it locked on managing Madrid. We have player ratings out. I've just posted them. Um, Ewan's putting out the post game quotes, the three questions, three answers. Sam's got the uh, three t- statistics already out, and. Um, uh, we've got the immediate reaction out from Sam Sharp, I believe. So plenty, plenty of post-game stuff coming out. And uh, keep it locked on Managing Madrid. Thanks, guys.
Sports Social Podcast Network.